Is that snow? No, it's just Alex Kelly. And I'm Mike Harding. Hey, good one. And this is the Filmtastic Voyage. Welcome, everybody. It's the Filmtastic Voyage with uh, your two esteemed hosts. I'm Mike. Esteemed? Yeah, we're esteemed. We're steamy. We're steam. Mm. We're steamboats. Alex. Um, hey, everybody. We have a special announcement towards the end of the episode, so stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yeah. Uh, but until then, uh, we're doing what we always do. We're talking film. We're talking flicks. We're talking s- cinema, uh, movies, uh, maybe even some TV shows in there. You never know. Anything that's moving, that's on a screen. Talk about anything that moves. <laughs> uh, that's us. Mike and Alex talking about it. It's Mike and Alex at the movies. That's right. Which would be a name for the podcast if it wasn't the most boring cliche name you could think of. Um, so, hey, everybody. We hope you had a great, uh, great time. Great Thanksgiving. Did you forget the word for Thanksgiving? Well, no, I'm just trying to remember if the last episode aired. It, it, was the, it should be the day. This, is, this would be the week be after Thanksgiving. After, yeah. This is like, oh, yeah, man, you're probably still full of, right. of just garbage. And, That's right. Uh, and, and we're going straight into those December, December days. Am I right? You want some mic about Thanksgiving? Everyone always is like, oh, man, Thanksgiving, God, talk to the family. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm like the only person that's never had a problem with my family. Do you talk to your family a bunch? Yeah, and like none of us are very politically inclined. Well, are you, are you, uh, like okay, so you talk to your immediate family. Yeah, and my which th- I do. Also, my regular family. Like my whole family pretty much keeps politics who's, out of it. Like who's my your regular? Wait, so like my extended family also. I mean. Oh, okay, but do you talk to them? Do you talk to them on the regular? Like once every regular... couple of years, we all get together for the most. Oh, okay. But my new, my regular fam, my nuclear family. Everyone's like, oh, man, God, go talk to whoever. It's like, I've just, even even if all my aunts and uncles from both sides of my family came together for Thanksgiving, it'd uh-huh. be, like, totally chummy. I mean... I guess I'm really lucky in that respect, but so... Generally I, speaking, that's how my... my that's I mean, that's my experience, too. I'm good. I think... Um, I mean, it would be interesting to see a family that gets super dramatic. I don't know. I don't know how much that happens. I think most families, probably, there's certain things they just don't talk about. Out yeah. of out of because uh, they know it's going to be a problem. Well, I just think it's I wouldn't wouldn't call it outright annoying, but it's just, it's a little weird. But like like oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Gotta go talk to the family. Eh. It's like no, I like my family. Don't assume. Are yeah. you assuming that guy? Are you projecting? See, here's the thing. For me, I get along with everybody. However, it's it's a mixed bag. I, I would say. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, there's certain people that kind of like, they make it a little bit, not stressful, but you could tell there's just like a little pressure, a little bit of pressure to be like, you know, on, on for them, you know, but for the most part, I don't know. It, it, it's all right. Mm -hmm. Things are good. Um, but yeah, 
Thanksgiving, Christmas. Hey, Alex, which makes the better dinner? Well, Thanksgiving, I think, traditionally is the better dinner. But, uh, you know, I haven't had my Thanksgiving dinner with my family in like six years. Oh, wow. Since I moved out here. So, uh, yeah, so I guess Christmas, with, if it's talking about family dinner, Christmas is better because we see them then. Though not this year for whatever reason, for various reasons. I'm not going to get into it. My personal life, that's... We stopped... Were you stalking me? Shut up. Um, and then... Um, no, I like Thanksgiving to me is like turkey and mashed potatoes and all that stuff. And Christmas usually has like some kind of ham or like mm-hmm. a roast, which is also good, but it ain't no turkey. I love turkey. I eat turkey every goddamn day. You know that. That's true. Um, you have your signature turkey sandwich. I turkey sandwich. I changed it up recently. I added cheese to it. You didn't have cheese before? Nope. It was just straight up turkey and mayo. Now I got some mustard, got some cheese. My It's because the store got rid of my... The, okay, fine. Glimpse into the window into my life. The store got rid of my fucking kind of bread I liked. Uh-huh. They just threw it right in the garbage. And so I had to start getting regular slices of bread. And it's like, this bread's like just a regular... regular. It's not a sandwich roll. It's just a regular bread. I got spices them somehow. Otherwise, it's all, it's all boring. So let me get this straight. Because I always thought it was like... Maybe like turkey, cheese, and like whatever. Nope, it was literally turkeys and, and mayonnaise. So it, it it's it's the roll. It's the sandwich. It was roll. the sandwich roll that really made it though. Turkey and mayonnaise, and that's it. That was it. Yes. Okay. Because it was, but you know, back in my bachelor days, I didn't like having to wash so many knives or. Well, that makes sense. Sandwiches are the perfect lunch food because it's you know the. It, you eat the whole thing and that's it. It's gone. You don't have to cut it open or whatever, right? Yeah. You just put it in your you just put it in your mouth and that's it. Yeah. Um, so now yeah, I add some components and uh, I don't know why I didn't before because goddamn <laughs> having cheese and mustard in a sandwich really helped makes a difference. Just throw some lettuce in there. No, it's gonna get all soggy in the fridge because you know you take it to work and you gotta let it simmer for a few hours. You know, I suppose. Um, you know I. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'm in a band with some people, and one of them's a chef professionally. Ooh, a chef. And he was telling me about the anatomy of a sandwich. Oh, are we getting to this thing again? No, 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 no. Okay. No, not bread sandwiches or any of that shit. I'm, that, you know, well, that ship has not sailed, but we will not get into sailed, it. It hasn't sailed. That but ship is right in the port where it belongs. I was talking to him about, like, man, you know, there's certain things in sandwiches that I just don't like. And he's like, well... Different things in sandwiches don't actually, don't just have like a taste purpose. Like it's not just you tasting it. It's like they actually have a function for the sandwich. Like a textural purpose? Yeah. So, you know, you got your meats, you got your cheeses, and then you got your lettuce and like your tomato. And those make a sandwich, you know, more uh, um, moist, I suppose, right? But then you have other stuff to dry it out Mm -hmm. again, like let's say onions and, you know. I mean, there's different stuff, and, and it's like this balance of like, oh, you know, so you, to make sure that the bun doesn't get soggy and to make sure that, like, literally, when you're eating this combination of something that it's not too wet or not too dry or not too salty or not too whatever, it's like all, it's like this balance. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't really think of it that way before. I mean, that's a, that's the mark of a good sandwich is like, it's like a, like a, yeah, like a, a well thought out deck of stuff. Me, yeah. I just like take whatever in whatever order and throw in my sandwich, and there you go. Well, sure. But it is only four ingredients at this point, so. Yeah. Well, hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, sandwiches are just the best, everybody. It's Come true. On. Give in. Eat a sandwich. I uh, mean, if you include hamburgers in sandwiches, then sandwiches are my favorite food of all time. I do not include I think it's a, it's, it's a hamburger sandwich. 
I think it counts. When someone okay, when when someone says, "Hey, I'm gonna have a sandwich today," do you default to them having a hamburger? No, but I think it's like it's like a genus phylum thing where you know, hamburgers are hamburgers, but they're in the family of sandwich. I suppose. Yeah, I agree. I can agree with that because a chicken sandwich is almost exactly the same as a hamburger, except you're just switching out the meat. Yeah, exactly. I so. mean, like, and you, you can order a hamburger sandwich, and you'll probably get a sandwich with a hamburger bun in between two pieces of bread. Uh-huh. Still a sandwich. Like, just because it's a bun doesn't make it not a sandwich. That's true. That's very true. But, hey, um, this is the film-tastic voyage. Sometimes the food-tastic voyage. But I get the feeling there's a lot to talk about tonight, including movies that we've seen that aren't Fantastic Beasts. Hey, if you want to know our thoughts on Fantastic Beasts, go ahead and tune in the last episode. We had scathing reviews. I don't want to be... So, it's not, I've, had, I've said... Well, I guess it, for, for me, it's probably pretty scathing, yeah. But uh, with that said, I mean, hey, I there's, to be too scathing. there's good and bad of everything, everybody. All right. It's a mixed, you know, there, there's good things about bad movies. There's bad things about good movies. Whatever. Mike, so, huh? I'm so hungry right now. Yeah. Why don't you get yourself uh, one of them sandwiches? Too bad. One, too of, late. one, of, your, one of those hot beef sandwiches. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, man. If only there was Arby's around here. Sorry, I interrupted you with my nonsense. Ugh, Arby's. Oh, shut up. Arby's is delicious. You could do better than Arby's. Uh, not in this hour. I would pick McDonald's over Arby's. Uh, Well, if you want a hot roast beef sandwich, you can't go to goddamn McDonald's for a hot roast beef sandwich. Oh, well, when I said a hot beef sandwich, I just meant a hamburger. I don't want a hamburger. I want a goddamn roast beef sandwich. Oh. All right. Well, right then now. now Arby's. Man, there was Arby's across the street from where I went to college or where I... Well, my college had several buildings spread across the city of Chicago, but... The one I went to the most at Arby's right across the street. And I went there like every week, man. It was delicious, shitty fast food. And I love it. I, I had Arby's recently for the first time after maybe five years of not having it. And I got to tell you, man, um, okay, certain things were good and certain things were bad. Uh, because I got the three sliders, which is just like three little mini versions of stuff that's on their menu. Mm. Buffalo chicken? Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing, Alex. Uh, just regular cold-cut turkey sandwich. Awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I forget what the third one See, was. See, your mistake is not getting the classic roast beef sandwich. Oh, uh, okay. See, yeah, that's, that's all I ever get there is a variant of their classic roast beef. No cheese, no nothing, just roast beef sandwich, and that's all I want, and it's great. And some curly fries, of course. All right. God, I love their curly fries. Uh, I haven't tried the curly fries. Oh, then they, they, you could barely have gone to Arby's then. You know what's unfortunate? There used to be this health food kind of restaurant uh, in North Hollywood on the corner of Lancashire and Magnolia. It was this place I, I liked, but I, I stopped going because it was a little bit expensive. And uh, But then it closed because Cause I of guess. You. Yeah, because of me. Um, and then they replaced it with an Arby's. Oh, yeah, that's where the one Arby's is. That's the one I've been trying to go to, but I can't because I never go to NoHo anymore. And that's the thing is when I was working across the street from that Arby's, uh, every lunch break I'd be like, I'm not going to this Arby's. Fuck it. But then one day I was in a hurry, and I'm like, okay, I got to get fast food, so I'm going to go to the Arby's. And that's when I got those sliders. Your your mistake. Man, Um, speaking of, sorry, I went on this whole tangent, but also speaking of things closing because it was my fault. Man, I'm really sorry. Everyone, I'm really sorry. But I shut down Filmstruck, and I, I apologize for it. Oh. I was like, one of these days, man, I'm going to get Filmstruck once I have some free time. And I didn't. And I dragged my feet, and now they're closed. And I, it's my fault. It's, it's all my fault. It's unfortunate that it didn't take off. And it is something that I would have loved to have. But here's the problem with Filmstruck, okay? 
Um, I think it's a very neat niche uh, service. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I think it probably should have supplemented itself with something a little bit more general audience accessible. It had like fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on there, man. They had like yeah. lots of real movies, like real. I mean, like lots of like casual movies. And then also they're sort of jumping into the streaming a bit late. I think there's no there's no wrong time to jump into streaming. I don't know, man. See, here's the thing. Okay, everybody has Netflix. Absolutely, everybody. yeah. But Netflix is garbage movies. Like, you know, I'm not saying like, not actual, but I'm saying like if I wanted to watch The Seven Samurai, I can't watch it on goddamn Netflix. But I guess what I'm saying is like, okay, everybody got Netflix, and then the the next thing that people decide to get if if they have enough money is Hulu, mm-hmm. right? So you have a lot of people with Netflix and Hulu. And then that's when like CISO came in and they tried to do it, but then it didn't work. And then and then uh, and then that's where I think Filmstruck is, where it's yeah. like, hey, if you're gonna come in with a streaming service this late in the game, it has to be fucking something just dog balls crazy amazing, or else it's not gonna do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, I'll- Disney's gonna come out with something and that's gonna be huge because it's Disney. And they have enough of a library to do that, but it, but um, I want to say first of all, I want to say the Netflix doesn't have garbage movies. No, I was implying. I was just saying they don't have like those classic features that you want. Like they have, it was the they have lots of good movies. Obviously, I'm just saying like Filmstruck was for like classic film for classic yes. film enthusiasts, and that was a market that didn't exist, and so they filled that right. hole in the same way that there's that horror movie themed film service that isn't shut down that people like. Oh, okay. Like, I forget what they call it, but yeah, it's like all like horror movies and slasher movies and whatever. If you don't know what Janus Films is, Janus Films is, then Filmstruck isn't for you. Probably. Well, I mean, like, but to be, and the good news is I did read that Criterion just announced like yesterday, two days ago, or fairly recently, they are filling the void with their own proprietary streaming service coming oh, no. next year, which I will try harder to get to because the Criterion Collection has a lot of good stuff. And it's probably a bit more expansive, right? I mean, I, mean, I think Criterion and Filmstruck had a, had a deal, so all oh. their films were on Filmstruck. Gotcha. So maybe it'll just be the replacement. I think Filmstruck was tanked because there was an AT&T merger or something that caused it oh, to be in the crossfire. Right, yeah. It wasn't necessarily the public interest fault. It was just sort of cut, you know? So, okay, like with me, I have Netflix, I have Hulu, I have Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, Amazon. I forgot about that. And between those three, I'm thinking to myself, which one of these should I get rid of in order to get something like the Criterion thing? And I'm thinking maybe Amazon Prime. Yeah. I don't watch any Amazon originals. I mean, Amazon Prime I use for the shipping. Right, that's what I use it for. Which pays for itself after a while. And the music is nice, too. Um, the music? Amazon Music, like Spotify. Oh, oh yeah. I'm oh yeah, I'm on that. Oh and Hey everybody, if you want to hear me my band, they're on Amazon Prime Music thing. Yeah, what's the Frantic Romantic? Yeah, but hey, or Skyway is it is It's Frantic Romantic. Did you retroactively change all you Well, there's Skyway View too. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But don't listen to them. They suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um Sony. And yeah. Audible is pretty cool. I mean, I've gotten a couple of free books through Audible because I keep uh, I like I get a free book and unsubscribe because I'm like I'm never going to use this. And like three months later, like hey, how about another free book? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never used Audible. So that's good. I like Audible. I mean, like I don't have enough time to listen to audiobooks really, but they have enjoyed everything I've gotten there. Uh, so it's worth it. I would. I guess I sh- I can just afford to get another streaming service. Mm-hmm. She really watched, but I just don't have the time. You know, it's a whole problem. It's like I barely have time to watch garbage Jean Claude Van Damme movies, let alone classics like <laughs> Mirror. 
or um, the Colors trilogy or whatever I need to watch. The what? Colors, red, white, and blue. I've said this oh, like a yeah, hundred yeah, times. Right. That's right. I thought you said college. No, not the college trilogy. That's like uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Well, there's that, and then old school, and then something else. Speaking of tenuously related trilogies, I'll get to that later. But it remind me. Okay, I'll try to remember. I'll, I'll try to remember too. Anyways, speaking of movies, yeah, I watched a whole movie, uh, two movies, one of which I'll get to right now, one which I'll get to later. We'll play. Sure. The first movie I saw is a movie that I wasn't really expecting to, to see, but I kept watching gifts of it on the internet, and they made me chuckle, so I watched the whole movie, and that was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Really? And that movie, man, I was laughing my balls off. That movie was fucking funny. Huh. Sure, it's little kid, it's little, it's little kid immature, uh, you know poopy shit or whatever but man like most of that movie i was just giggling to myself there's a lot of really good dc deep cut references in there that made it appeal to that i really enjoyed a lot of making fun of their their bad movies which i also enjoyed um it's bold when like a dc movie is making fun of dc movies to their face yeah yeah um well you know i mean wb animation is is killing it you know, I, I, Teen Titans Go is, I think, the top show on Cartoon Network these yeah, days. Yeah, very successful. So much so that other shows are copying it and people are getting all pissed. Right. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a very, very fun movie. Just a lot of energy, very silly. I was a fan of that original show, which is apparently coming back for a special. Oh, interesting. Uh, there's a little stinger. Spoiler alert. There's a stinger at the end of the movie that's like the, the original Teen Titans are like, we found a way back. <laughs> Marty. That's cool. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, I'd recommend it for the for fans of stupid humor or, or fans of DC Comics or both. I, I've been curious to see it. Uh, it's probably something I'll I'll try to watch before you know this year wraps up. Just to just to say that I saw it. Yeah, it's the sure. There's year. a really good Michael Bolton song in there for no reason. <laughs> Highly recommended. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So what? A plus. Oh no! Oh, come on, like B plus. Okay, right on. I don't know. I don't like rating movies in letters. It's so hard. Uh, well, sure. I mean, three and a half out of four. If you want to do four, a uh, four square scale, or all right, four out of five for five. That's a that's a that's a very decent review. That's I really a very should good review. retroactively change all my reviews to out of five stars, just because everyone's always busting my balls about it. Because <laughs> all as as I've said before, and I'll say it again, all my stars in Letterbox are rated out of four. Where I just kind of cut off the bottom star and rate everything out of four from the top down. But there's but, no way of no one knowing that. Well, I mean, you can look right? at you can look at my uh, graph, and the bottom two stars have zero reviews in them. Well, yeah, but still, though, there's a complete stranger is not. They're just gonna think you're really generous with your stars. Probably, yeah. I guess I should do it because, like, if well, I. The thing I've found is like rating a movie out of five stars is hard for me. Rating a movie out of ten, not so hard, which is the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's like, oh, would you? I'd give this movie like a four out of five. That means nothing to me, but I'd give this movie eight out of ten. Means something. So I just have to do that conversion. Well, I mean, I kind of know what you mean, though, because I have the same issue where, like, I feel like if I if I just like a movie, Mm -hmm. if I'm just like, I like this movie. I feel like a 3.5 out of 5 stars is is a good rating for it. But then I think about it, I'm like, well, that's only like 70%, like a, a 7 out of 10, yeah. You know, and so... Which is... But then I think like, okay, so if I like a movie, I rate it 4 out of 5 stars, but then that seems kind of like too much. 
I don't like the point fives. I say if I like a movie that's perfectly fine, that's probably a good seven out of ten for me. Yeah, which is why most of my movies are because I that's three out of four. Is it like it's good, recommended, nothing special, right? Because it's like a passing grade. So that's why like the yeah. if you look at my four star reviews are like easily like, my reviews are like whoop, oh, like four right. star, lots of four star movies I've seen. Four out yeah. of five, I mean, or three out of four, if you will. Um, but I guess you should do that conversion. But the problem is, like, I've seen so many movies that I don't remember if I liked them or not that I have to go back and just be like, what was this one again? Was this a four out of five? <laughs> or was this like a, like a four out of ten or a five out of ten? What was it? You know? Yeah. Like those classic, really shitty movies you saw when you were, like, 12. <laughs> like Double Take, which no one remembers. Double Take? That's, uh... Wait. Well, like Blue Streak. I'm just thinking of like. Hold on. Double Take though. It or like or Orlando Jones and yeah, whoever else. Yeah, I remember that. Like all these like bad movies you see as a kid. Double Take. I remember at the time, I saw that and I was like, "Huh, this is funny." And then thinking of it now, I'm like, "That movie was probably really, really bad." I don't. The only thing I remember about it was like the brother was like in the FBI the whole time, and as a kid, right. I was like, "Bullshit." <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. So um, that was like the first one that came to my mind. It's like, was that what, what like what like what would I rate that movie nowadays? Just remembering it, I don't even know. God, whatever happened to Orlando Jones? I miss that guy. Hmm. He, he was like on the cusp of being like, uh, you know, he was steadily employed. He was the Seven Up guy, man. He was the se- and he was in Evolution, the best movie of he the year two thousand. He was in the Time Machine. Oh yeah, uh, he I never saw that movie. Take. But I remember that he was in like a whole. Sl- he was a mad. T- he's mad TV alumni. Yeah, but he was in a whole slew of movies, and like I was like, man, this guy's cool. Let's keep him around, and then and then no dice. Hmm. Maybe he was just like Hollywood sucks. I'm gonna make go to go to go to a farm. Some people do that. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I think the director of some movie series did that. Like he was like a really big director, and he just like he was just like fuck it, I'm done. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget like what movies. It was just some comedy movies or something. The original guitarist from Faith No More quit the band and then started his own farm and grew giant ass versions of vegetables somehow. Nice. I think Hayden Christensen left Hollywood for a bit and started a farm. He was probably, I who know I I don't know if he left. Well. I, <laughs> I mean, he could have kept going, but I think he kind of like took a break because he's kind of back in a small in smaller things. But he's back now, but I mean, I let's be objectively, you know, if we're being honest, him after the prequels, I, I don't know how many people are knocking on his door. Man, I want him to be in episode nine. Just show up as a ghost. Don't uh, he doesn't have to say anything. He just has to show up. Just walk into the frame and be like, just like look at the camera. That's it. <laughs> That's all I all I need. I. The only way, the only way I'd want Hayden Christensen to be in a Star Wars movie at this point is if he was to walk into the frame and just his drawers are down, his dick's hanging out, and he's just, and he just <laughs> flips us off and then walks away. Come on, man. That's that's what I want. No, I seriously though, you gotta connect those trilogies together. If this is if this is indeed the last Star Wars Skywalker saga movie as they are touting it to be, you gotta have. The gang, the, you have to have the gang all here. You know, you got to have your Obi-Wans and your... And your yeah, you, you, whatever. I, listen, I, this is my prediction, is Disney's going to take a hard turn with Episode Nine and be like, hey, guys, we're going to give you all the Star Wars stuff you want for this movie. So that means there'll be Force Jedi 
Ewan McGregor, Force Jedi, uh, you know, Hayden Christensen, probably. You know, I am not opposed to that. I think, well, we talked about before, and I'll say it again, we'll drop it because we, we can't get into Star Wars talk. Episode 9 has the, it has a ver- is in a good position to be the best of both worlds. You can have, like, take everything that was good about Episode 8 and everything that was good about Episode 7 and all the prequel stuff that you like, too, and make one big celebration of the entire saga with it, and it can be great, but, you know, it just requires a, a deft hand, so we'll see. Well, and I and yeah, and I also think it's going to sort of follow the same path as uh, the original trilogy, where you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back was very like it, it was it, um, comparatively speaking to the other two in that series, it was very much like uh, more for adults and like a, a, a lot of a lot less whoosh bangs bams there's lots of whoosh bangs like, i don't like that assertion that's like oh this movie's for adults it's like step Empire strikes back what is, I mean is still very whoosh bang bam what i mean is like it it was much it was a much darker movie it was much uh there, 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 there was less gleep glopping stuff and all i'm saying is like i feel like Episode nine is going to be the return of the jedi of this trilogy where it's just like let's give you a million <laughs> Let's give you a million new ships and a million new aliens and a million new... Let's give you bears. Let's give you Han Solo hanging out with... with teddy bears, you know, all that, That's right? what this trilogy's been missing, I think, is a million new ships, honestly. I'm not joking. And that's what I want. So, Well, and that's what I'm saying, is that's my prediction, I think. And and it's not saying it's bad. I'm not saying this is a criticism. I, I'm saying it's probably what it's, it, it needs, is the third movie being this just big, decadent Star Wars action figure movie. And that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Worked in the past. Yeah. Anyways, what have you been watching? Well, um, there's one movie that I would like to talk about. We already talked about Fancy Beasts. Well, yeah. We we talked about two episodes in a row. Well, listen. The Coen Brothers recently recently released a movie called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I've been trying to see that movie in theaters, but it won't come to any theater near me, goddamn. I want to go all the way to the fucking landmark. (laughs) Well, hey, everybody... You don't have to do that because you can just sit and watch it on Netflix. Hey, no. Uh, which is what I did. So I watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And I mean, I, I won't spoil anything because I know you plan to see it. There's not much to spoil. It's just these little vignettes mm-hmm. of, uh, of Westerns, I love uh, you Western. know, Western tales, these little vignettes. And it has like an all star, you know, star studded cast in there. Um, it has uh, the one guy that I don't remember the actor's name, but he's from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and he's from The Hulk, and he's from Fan Stick. It's the guy with the, the funny shape head. Oh, the the third guy. Yeah, the third guy. Yeah, that guy, the Coen Brothers guy. Right, the Coen Brothers guy it has him. He's great. Uh, it has uh, a uh, a recently more estranged from Hollywood James Franco in it. No, oh, that's where he's which been. Is, which is interesting. Um, it has uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson. It has a bunch of people in it. James Franco has been hanging out on HBO though. He isn't like a strange. He was doing the Deuce. Yeah, the Deuce. So he's been around doing whatever. I think he's he's he yeah he's doing he's been doing stuff. But I mean, I think a lot of it was probably filmed before. I don't know. I there's well, it's hard I don't to know. Say. I thought there was a season two. I think he, yeah, but either way, he's. Oh. He's around. His image has been taking a backseat. 
Yeah, his image has been taken in backseat. Uh, um, but yeah, good movie. Fun, that's cool. Fun stuff. Uh, there's a couple things in there that I thought was a little bit weaker than some other things. Oh, yeah. Tom Waits was in it. Ooh, uh, Tom Waits. And I won't say anything, but I think his his vignette was probably my favorite. He played was, the devil? No. No, because he plays the devil in the Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Right. He's like, hey, I'll make a deal with you. That's right. I'm Tom Waits. I have a friend that looks kind of like Tom Waits, um, which is interesting, especially like younger pictures of Tom Waits. Like I sent it to my friend. I'm like, hey, that looks exactly like you. And he's like, yeah, it, looks, it does look exactly but like does me. Does he sound like Tom Waits? No. Uh, well, that's not the point. <laughs> Smoke some more cigs. Tom Waits surprisingly is a very good actor. No, he's I've, like he's, yeah. everything I've seen him with. I've seen a couple of things. Mystery great. Men, uh, Seven Psychopaths, Seven Psychopaths. He's got that rabbit, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna come and kill you sometime." Is that cool? Yeah, uh, Mystery Men. Hmm. He was uh, he was fun in that, and then he also his role in Mystery Men actually sparked the whole conspiracy that that movie was uh, directed by Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, because heard. it was his interview. It was an interview with Tom Waits where he's like, oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, I was working with uh, Tim Burton on Mystery Men, and, you know, this and that happened. And people are like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Um, so, Busta Scruggs, is it theater-worthy? Would it, is it worth tracking down, seeing the theaters? I mean, I think any Coen Brothers movie is well, I mean, probably worthy of a of uh, seeing it in theaters if you can. But all movies are, in in my theory, in my opinion. But I'll be honest. This this though, uh, it had a very um, I don't want to say like I don't I don't want to say like for TV movie quality to it. But there was something about it that did feel a bit more like a home watch. I think it was like a pilot. For a series, I recall oh, hearing that was okay. re- uh, retroactively tooled into us into a film. Yeah, it was. Um, it 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 because it was two and a, it was like two and a half hours long or like two hours and fifteen minutes long. It's a very long movie. It's not that long. Uh, well, I mean, it's on the longer side. Yeah, I mean, that that's. But and that's the thing is like you're going from vignette to vignette to vignette and and. You know, like for me, it was nice to just be able to be like, oh, this this vignette's over. I'm going to pause this and get some cereal or something. Or, you mm. know, I'm going to pause this and go in the bathroom or go whatever. Go get a nice uh, roast beef sandwich from Arby's. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to go down to North Hollywood and, and uh, get me a nice, you know, roast beef sandwich from Arby's. Uh, so, yeah, it had that quality to it, I think. Um, but, I mean, if it's in theaters, yeah, definitely see like, it. Like, if it comes to me, I'll see it. If it leaves the landmark and I didn't catch it because I'm not going to Culver City to see it. Oh yeah, where the landmark that. is, then I missed it, and I'll just watch it on Netflix. But Roma, I have to go see in theaters. That is the law. Is that Martin Scorsese? That is uh, Alfonso Cuarón's new movie. Oh. Supposedly, hands down, the best movie of the year. Wow! So got already see it out. And supposedly, also every single person I know, like critic and person who's seen it, said you have to see this in theaters, no exceptions. So why the fuck is it not like just wide release everywhere? Netflix paid. I don't know. Well, like Netflix is supposedly. Going that route with this one to kind of get it its buzz, but uh, interesting, it's Oscar buzz, you know. But um, is it out on Netflix? Not yet. Okay. All right, I'll have to keep that in mind. Of all the all the directors whose movies demanded to be seen in theaters, Coron is high on that list. Oh yeah, like because it's very visually pleasing. Imagine if Gravity was Netflix only. Like, what the fuck's the point of this? No, yeah, you can't. 
exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I probably like this, this movie seems more acceptable to miss in theaters, but I still don't like it. No, sir. Well, it bums me out because I get the feeling Netflix has a shit. I mean, well, they do have a shit ton of money now and I get the feeling they're just basically going up to these big names and being like, Hey, you know what? You can do whatever you want. Carte blanche. And here's like, uh, however many million dollars that we're going to pay you. That's, you know, however many more millions of dollars that will pay you that, uh, you know, you otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah, I mean, like, for Scorsese, who's, like, a, you know, a proponent of the theatrical experience, I'm sure there's, like, I can't get this movie made anywhere else. Right. And the Netflix is like, how's $150 million sound? And he's like, I guess, sure, fine. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. It's a bummer. Mm. But it will be, I don't know, there, there's certain things I think that are, are good about it, and I think there's certain things that I think people are afraid of that maybe we don't have to be afraid of. And again, I think Netflix is sort of a similar platform to HBO in the sense that there's like HBO movies with like, you know, big names and big directors and stuff. But it doesn't mean that they don't go back to to theatrical release stuff. You know, it's just it's. Uh, well, HBO doesn't release the movies in theaters. What do you mean? Huh? Like are you saying HBO releases their movies in theaters? I'm saying HBO doesn't. Well, I'm saying some movies that aren't being released in theaters deserve to be. Sure. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, in terms of like Netflix setting this trend that's going to ruin the theatrical experience, I don't think that. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it. I don't think it's in the. I'm cards. not really concerned about that. Nor should anyone should be. But I'm just don't like how these movies that should be seen in the theaters are not. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, just do, I would just if they did what Amazon does, I would love that. Just you know, release their movies in theaters, even just like a, a limited engagement. You take away the the prestige of something when you. When it's just on a, it's just on your screen. It's yeah. like sound and picture quality are just better in the theaters. It just makes everything better. Yeah. Sometimes you got a good audience. I've had more good audience, good audiences than bad. You see a movie with good audience, like the movie I saw, which I'll get to later because I have something else I want to talk about first. Mm. Makes the movie better. But speaking of westerns, though, man, I've been playing that Red Dead Redemption game. <laughs> How is it? It's great. I got me a horse. I named him Horson Wells. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were walking around the countryside and. Uh, getting in all sorts of hijinks because I forget the controls. <laughs> There's a, controls in that game are very complicated, and uh, I've done some pretty wacky things just because I forget some buttons. Uh, for example, I once caught a bounty and I hogtied him up and I was going to put him on my horse, and then I accidentally kicked him over and <laughs> knocked him into a river and he drowned. Wow. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is a Rockstar game, yep. right? It's like Grand Theft yeah, Horse, but different. people's Grand Theft Auto. And then one time I went to go put him on my horse and I accidentally jumped and fell off a cliff. And then one time I went to go talk to somebody and I accidentally had my gun out and I robbed him. <laughs> he didn't appreciate that. Yeah, that Red Dead Redemption 2 seems to be the hot new game. It's hot stuff. The game of the season, I suppose. You could say that. Going to be the the big Christmas uh the big Christmas game. Um sure. I was thinking like, oh man, I can't wait to play that new Battlefield game. But the reviews have been coming out, and apparently, it's like wait a few. It's like it's like it's really good, but wait a few months because they no, iron out some bugs. kinks. And it's like some bugs and some lack of content stuff. Like they're like some of the bigger modes are being saved for later. I'm like, well, oh, yeah. guess I'll just keep playing Red Dead Redemption. It is nice that uh, there's there's DLC for games now. It is nice that like if a, if a game is flawed somehow. It's just as easy as just downloading new content for it, and then it 
fixing itself. It's a double-edged sword because it also gives people the excuse. Like, for example, I've been reading that Fallout 76, the new Fallout game, is a mess. Oh. And so it's like, oh, but we'll patch it later. It's like it, it's both a blessing and a curse. Right. Because yeah. sometimes you'd get a game that was unplayable and would never be fixed. And sometimes you get a game that's unplayable and will be fixed, but just because, like, well, we got to get it out. So let's get it out and we'll keep fix, play, working on it. Well, and see, that's the thing is, uh, yeah, I guess it's like a saving grace for for sloppiness, sure. But, you know, back in the day, playing N64, you, you pop in Buck Bumble, and there's all these problems with Buck Bumble, you know? It's like you're, you're playing the multiplayer with uh, the t- these two Bs, and you're hitting the soccer ball around, but it, the physics of the soccer ball is not that great, so you're just stuck with this, this broken-ass Buck Bumble game. As you know, but but now it, you could just wait three months and then suddenly that soccer ball would be uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's a better than it's better than the alternative, but it's still it's like you know it's it's, uh, it's only as good as its development team. Hey, hats off to Bucks <laughs> to Buck Bumble. Man, um, remember how garbage video games used to be like in the nineties? I mean, there's probably there. still a bunch of garbage. No, but video like games. just by volume, like because games were so much easier to make, you'd have like a team of like oh, yeah. four people just pumping out shit, totally. like shitty platformers or shitty Buck Bumble soccer games or whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and you just have like so much garbage and trash. Yeah. Even like the the Xbox 360 era, you get that. But games have become so expensive to make that the amount of big releases are far few and far between comparatively. Well, what bums me out, bumbles me out, is um. I, I kind of miss, like, back in the day, especially NES and SNES and Genesis, those days, and, like, PlayStation kind of, too, you just had so many, like, you just had a billion games. And and you would go to the rental store, you'd go to the Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, whatever, and you can go out and get a, a new game or two every week, just shit you've never heard of. Mm. And the thing is, people had much less of an investment in it because it's just whatever, like an hour or like a few hours of gameplay anyways, right? So you'd go out and you'd get the Ronald McDonald in McDonald Land game. You'd play it for 20 minutes, decide that it's bad, and then you just go back and rent uh, Vector Man, Ooh, which Vector was a Man. great game, but yeah, then Vector Man 2 sucked, hmm. right? Didn't know that. Uh, um, I always, like, I rented games so infrequently because my parents were like, you know, they're like, I'm not gonna rent you a fucking video game. Oh, or like, because like I I don't recall ever having money to pay for. It. I recall having to convince them to rent me this. Well, sure. I and mean, it was like a thing. like every kid, and like it was so soul crushing when I'd rent a game. Speaking of Rockstar, like Space Station Silicon Valley, and I was like, oh man, I can't wait to play this, and like it turned out to be just like a total bummer. And then I like, owned that stuck game. with this game. I for owned a whole that week. game and I actually liked that game. It's, it's a quirky. Slow, it's a slow ass game. It wasn't what I think it was like, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I was but like, it oh. was, it was weird. It was a weird kind of court. It was like a, I, I don't know. I liked that game. That was a fun game. Yeah, that was, we had rockstar games before they became rockstar games. Apparently. I had no idea. Like few, few people do. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, games nowadays are much more like big, and also I think Xbox is trying to kind of bring that thing back because they have like their new like Xbox subscription service where it's like ten bucks a month and you can just download whatever game of like their their library. Oh, so it's kind of like that. I was thinking about getting that sooner than later because like they're like, oh man, I don't want to pay for Crackdown three, but I could rent it for ten dollars a month. Yeah, same That's thing cool. with like Gears of War four. It's like I don't want to buy Gears of War four. But I wouldn't mind paying ten bucks and playing it. 
That's a pretty good strategy. I, that's a that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's kind of they're pushing that real hard and like all of our games now are going to be like this. So like that's their 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 like ace in the hole, I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah, that's what their their game they're um they're leaning on, which is cool. It's yeah. a cool idea. Um, well, and and on a similar note, um, it seems like what I love now is indie games. What mm-hmm. I love now is like now we're getting more like kind of short form games again, which is like kind of cool. Yeah, you get short form for cheap, or even long form for cheap. Like uh, Hollow Knight is one of the best games I've ever played in my life, except it's hard in a Dark Souls, and I didn't beat the secret boss ending. Mm-hmm. That game is very difficult. I was also playing it on like the Switch normal controller, which is a little less hardy than i would enjoy yeah i don't so uh maybe i should give that another try but that game is a if you like metroid that's a one of the best metroid type games and like i'm trying to think of the other good ones oh like overcooked is great overcooked is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun um i mean the the jack there's other stuff jackbox games are fun i'm just trying to think of things because the new one just came out boy oh the new jackbox yeah jackbox five it's got eight player you don't know jack man (laughs) Well, there. Oh wow, that's that's crazy. For anybody who doesn't know, I have, I have Jackbox one through four. Those are fun so things. I should get. Uh, I should get five. I've heard. Uh, I was reading a thing. Apparently, most of those, like that, 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 like four of those games are fun. And there's only one dud, which is like usually, like usually it's like three and two. So it's like ooh, it's oh, okay. better, better than bad, better, say, above yeah. average batting, average. Yeah, there's there's some real duds in the in the Jackboxes for sure, but they're they're outshined by some really good stuff. Yes, we're gonna so. gonna have to have a, a game night pretty soon. Everybody loves. Uh, everybody love seems to love the the horror one the most. What the monster seeking monster? Oh no, the oh murder party thing. Murder party. That thing. was a good that, one. Yeah. That seems to be the big hit. There's a big apparently the big hit in this new one. It's like a game where you make little raps and like well, little robots wrap them for you, like read them <laughs> off for you. Because you know it's always oh, fun wow. to have to make robots say things. Yeah. That's I remember cool. as a kid, discover, first discovering the text to chat uh, feature, like at a friend's house, and we spent like an hour just like typing in words and having it say it. And it was just <laughs> so much fun. Oh, good times. <laughs> there was uh, good times with simple brains. This thing called call relay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, I don't think so. But you basically you t- you type in someone's number, and then it calls them. And then what you do is you uh, you type in stuff, and then the robot says it to them on their phone. Oh, yes, for like ransom notes and stuff. And what I did is I I called someone. I called a friend of mine, and I was like, uh, "Hey, friend, um, I need your help." I I, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Yes." I'm stuck in between dimensions, and the in, in, I, I I don't know where. Or I was like, I don't know quite where I am right now, but it's dark and it's not quite in reality. I need your help, and they're like, huh? I don't know. It was it was better when I. Did yeah, it. I get where you're going. For. That's but, pretty great. Did they? I bet. Did they? be like, shut up, Mike, and they cl- and they hang up on you. Or well, they didn't know it was me because it was all just robot. Voice. Oh, I see. They were yeah. like, help! It's Mike. I'm stuck between dimensions. No, no, no. I, I. I <laughs> I didn't say I was me. I said I was someone from our one of our classes. Mm. I just said I was just some random acquaintance from one of our classes, and I was just like, "Hey, <laughs> this is this person that was in your class two years ago." Oh, uh, you should just <laughs> well, you should you should just had it like you know, help. I'm stuck in the ether, and they'd be like, "Huh?" Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're all the same. Right? Yeah. You should. Wait, I should do that again. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah you definitely should. You should call the White House. There's also a <laughs> there's also prank dial. Have you heard of prank dial? No, prank calls are stupid. They are. Yeah. No, and and that's the thing is, I mean, this is stuff that like, trust me, I this is not a hobby of mine, but um, fucking crank yank over here. It's basically. You go to this website and it's called Prank Dial, and it has just someone say, you know, it. It's like it's like um, soundboards, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that. But yeah. this is just basically random people, and you can pick between these different scenarios that you want people to say stuff for. So it could be like, oh, you hit my car, or like, oh, why are you talking to my girlfriend, or like, mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah. So like for prankers that are feeling extra lazy. You can go to prank dial and just basically automate a prank. Good story. Good stuff. Tell me, Alex, did you ever go through a, a prank dial phase? No, I don't. I'm too much of a no. coward. I, I I went through one. And like bothering people. But it was always it I never made them harmful though. Like I'd just call up a hotel and be like, hey, uh I'm the guitarist from Soundgarden and I'm looking to book <laughs> I'm looking to book a suite at your your hotel, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool!" And I'd be like, "So, do you, have you ever have you ever had anybody else stay here that's like a musician?" They're like, "Well, we had Paul McCartney stay here," and then I just wouldn't. I, I would. They'd say Paul McCartney, and, and I I would just sit there in silence, like I'm not impressed, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, "Okay, well, I have like a few demands that you know, just like regular stuff that like I'll need." And then so I'd start off with like a couple things and I'd be like, yeah, and so like I'll need like a moist towelette, you know, specifically something I could put on my forehead at night. <laughs> and they, they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'll tell you what, I'm almost locked in. Let me just call you back. And then I would just never call. Man, me. what a tremendous waste of time. <laughs> You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> it was fun. No, yeah, it's fun. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. Prank, prank, prank phone calls are something you do when you're a teenager and then you stop doing once you not, or you're not a teenager. Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of good stories, I saw me a movie that was pretty good. Um, Mike, you know how like a few months ago I was saying like, man, it's been like a long time since I saw a movie that was like, oh man, this movie reminds me of the power of movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw one of those movies again. Fucking six out of five star movie or whatever you want to call oh, it. Wow. It was fucking Steve McQueen's Widows. Yeah. Uh, I guess my invite got thrown out to see that oh, movie. shut up. I was busy that day. I was going straight from that to going to like fucking shopping for Thanksgiving, yeah, so I you don't got no excuse. Uh, I really do want to see that movie, though. It looks it looks really good. It's also so. not a good movie to see with the pals, really. It's kind of super intense. Oh, yeah. Uh, but man, that's a fucking maybe the best heist movie I've ever fucking seen, man. So it has the lady. I don't remember the lady's Viola Davis. name. Okay, was she? Where? What? what she's a, Suic- from a bunch Miss, of movies. Miss Suicide Squad herself. Right, she's in Suicide Squad where she killed a bunch she's of people. Fences. She's in lots of movies. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's great. Um, Suicide Squad was. Uh, she, she was not bad in Suicide Squad. I mean, like she like did. She's the one job. of the better parts of the movie, yeah. She, was, she did her best for, with that movie. Um, fucking, no, man, this movie's so good. Uh, you got a great cast. You got her. You got Elizabeth Debicki. She's as tall as I am. No. She's, 
I didn't recognize her at first, and then it was like, oh, right, her. You might know her as the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, who isn't. Oh, um, okay. You know, the, the, the gold lady. The gold lady, yeah. Um, uh, Benj- she's, Benjamin Browner's superior. She's 6'2". She's 6'2"? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and then you have uh, Michelle Rodriguez in a dramatic turn, which is always fun. Uh, she usually... Put- I mean, she's been in some dramatic stuff. No, but this is like a she's in a drama. It's a drama, and she's got yeah. some dramatic scenes. And you got Liam Neeson, and oh, right, this is well, Liam Neeson, and well, like this is trailer spoilers. He dies in the first scene, right? Yeah. Um, and this is another movie in the trilogy of John Berenthal shows up for a scene in a crime movie and then disappears. Oh, really? You okay, got, so the baby baby driver, you got baby driver. You got Wind River. Oh, okay. And you got this yeah. one where he shows up in one scene. And either walks out of the movie or dies. Wow. I like John Bernthal. Yeah, he's great. Um, he plays a kind of a piece of shit in this movie, though. I mean, he... I mean, like, but that's his... You have... He's in one scene. He's like in a, in, a, in, a, in a flashback and a heist. And he's gone. Spoiler. We'll, you, you, I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens to him. Right. Uh, but he kind of plays a dickhead. I mean, that's like his typecast, though. Is he, was a, he was a nice guy in Wind River. Oh, okay. I mean, but but you know what I mean. He has like a tough face. He has a, he has a very like you know punch him punch him in the face demeanor. You've seen Wind River, right? No. What? Oh no 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 no. Wait, hold up. Maybe I did. He was like like you expect him to be Jeremy the Jeremy Renner. Yeah, that's right. And that's that movie where I'm like, hey, this movie just sort of ends in like five seconds or whatever. Because it was them investigating something, right? Yeah, and, and then, then they found the guys and they got into a big shootout. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was like him with his girlfriend. And then the, you and I were kind of disagreeing about like the whole twist because I'm like, what's the likelihood of, okay, so this guy has a girlfriend and then all of a sudden like these dudes take the side of the other guy that's like trying to like uh, do stuff to his girlfriend and then they well, kill John a bunch Burnfall. of douchebags. It's just, I don't know. It, was, it, it makes was, sense to me. They needed to foreshadow that, I think. A no, little they bit, did not. A little bit more than it that. It worked fine. Um, it's a great western. John Bernthal, man, he um, well, continue with widows, but well, I do no, want to talk well, about John Bernthal. You get into that, and I'll continue back to widows later. I'll double back. Um, I I for some reason watched some interviews with him. Uh, and it's just him talking about his backstory, and like he. The, why did he hear his back? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Stupid jokes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. And continue. But he. Like up until maybe 2010 or so, he actually in real life was kind of a scary dude. Like he was always picking fights and like, you know, he was always like beating the shit out of people. Was he like, a bouncer? No, he was just a violent guy. He was just always like, uh, maybe like, uh, ra- you know, raging drunk, kind of, you know, like just always getting into trouble, always beating people. And like he got to a point where. He beat some dude so badly that the cops were like, hey, if this guy dies, <laughs> you know, you're going to prison. That's it, right? And he's like, shit, my life is over oh, if this, fuck, I if shouldn't this have beat person that guy. dies. Was he yeah. an actor at the time? or He was an actor, but he hadn't been in much yet. This was before, like right before um, Walking Dead. Is that what he's famous for? That's, I always, that was as, big I, break, I always yeah. thought Punisher was his big break because I don't know. No, Maybe he was him. in the first two seasons of Walking Dead. As a zombie? He, no, he was like, 
he was basically the antagonist. He was the dude in the group that was like, you know, the the always the dissenting opinion mm-hmm. and always the you know always getting angry and starting fights, like sort of like John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was his big break, and then he started doing a bunch of movies and all that. And then he also mentioned that he was when he was working on Baby Driver, like he he felt pretty uncomfortable around Kevin Spacey. Hmm. Uh, and this was like right before Kevin Spacey got into a bunch of trouble publicly. So it's that weird that you'd call it Kevin Spacey before he got into trouble. Well, that well, what I mean is like Kevin Spacey, of course, got exposed as being. Oh, you're saying like John Berthel said that after he was exposed, but but Baby Driver came out before. Right. Okay, I thought you were saying yeah. like in an interview before, in like the in between time, it was no, like no. was working Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey is kind of weird, and then like and then like no. two months later, that thing happened. Like, that'd be yeah. that'd be a big thing. Yeah, this was like right around when Kevin Spacey got exposed for that, and they're like, "What was it like working with him on Baby Driver?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't want to get into it, but he just kind of." Kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and then who? The other person that said that was um, the guy that played Jack Flag. Uh, Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Jack Flag. Oh, the Alter Carbon guy. Yeah, that guy. God, I always forget his name because he was on House of Cards. Joel Kinnaman, probably, but he was he was on House of Cards for a season, and he said Kevin Spacey was. Uh, he had to deal with some things with Kevin Spacey. I heard a thing. I'm not gonna say who, but I heard uh, some guy I was working I'm working with worked with an actor who uh, had a mountain of coke in his trailer. I'm like, yeah, that does not surprise me. I'm not gonna say who. I don't know why I brought it up. Oh, well. But uh, Hollywood actors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Anyways, it's nobody we've talked about like ever, so don't worry about it. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure coke is like rampant. It's just yeah with celebrities. Gotta take my medicine. You yeah, know? someone someone recently told me a story of someone else that, you know, they they ended up like hanging out with this celebrity and like he he brought him back to uh, their his some maybe penthouse or something that he he owned, and he he brought a bunch of like uh, prostitutes in, and then like at one point you know and there's a bunch of coke and stuff, and then at one point at the end of the night, he's just like. Well, everybody, good night. And then he brought all the women with him into the bedroom. And then, like, just whoever these two guys were, were just like awkwardly sitting in the living room, like, uh, do so. Do, do we, we do we each leave? other <laughs> or what? Like, what do we do? Right. And then they just left. Huh. But yeah, that's fun. I remember this is a fun story. One to like years and years and years ago, I met a girl at a party, and then went one date. And during the day, she was like, "Yeah, you know, I was like super high on coke when I met you, and I never talked to her ever again." I was with you at that party. Yeah, you were. And I remember who that was. Yep. Yeah. Do you still know her? I didn't know her then. Okay, good. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no idea who that was. She was nice. Seemed nice. Yeah. yeah, she seemed nice, but it's like, I don't want to deal with this. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, cocaine, yeah. It's a hell of a drug. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so Widows is fucking amazing. Uh, you got fucking, man, this is dog actor. Fucking dog SAG award for this dog actor. Not only was the dog great in this movie, but the dog was also the dog from Game Night that gets splattered with blood. The oh. same dog. Wow. It's like that. And then also rounding out the dog actor, but best best supporting dog, you got the dog from, uh, uh, you got uh, Bradley Cooper's dog from uh, A Star is Born. 
Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Big year for dog acting. I mean, every year is a big year for dog acting. But Maybe they should so. just have the animal awards. Speaking of which, there's a scene, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a scene involving the dog and like one of the villains in the movie that has the dog in your hand, and that's a great way to make a a, a, a scene really tense is when a villain has has the and the protagonist dog in their arms and they're like, you know, saying some intense stuff, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. please put my dog down. <laughs> Holding the dog well, hostage. Yeah, it's like, ooh, geez, ooh, good, just good, good use of stuff. And speaking of which, is it, <laughs> is it, um, I don't want to know how to pronounce his name. David O, 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 I don't even want to try. We got Get Out from Get Out. Okay. Main I'm guy. sorry. I don't want, I don't want to butcher his last name, so I'm not even going to try. Right. He is phenomenal in this movie. He's fucking scary. Oh. He's like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about him is I, I feel like I haven't really seen him in much. He was in Black Panther. He was, but it's just those two things that, I mean, I guess this is over a span of a couple of years, so whatever, yeah, I mean, but... He's blowing up. Yeah, I want to see him in more. Oh, man, he's so fucking good in this movie. He's super scary. There's another actor, there's, there's a fun thing I was thinking of. It's like, hey, remember in Will, There Will Be Blood? There's that uh, Daniel Blaine Fuse uh, brother shows up. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> I don't know. You might you also mean. remember him as... Uh, Benny from Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Oh, yeah. I was like, whatever happened to that guy? I haven't seen him forever. And I thought that like on Saturday, Sunday, I go to see the Widows. And there he is on the big oh, screen. Nice. I'm like, yes. Good yeah. guy to see he's still getting work. I love when that happens. I love that guy. I love that, I love that guy. I love when that stuff happens. Like, you know, I haven't seen him forever. This actor slash actress. And then they're in the movie. I, I'm going to see The same thing happened when we saw Hail Caesar. And I was like, whatever happened to Allison Pill? And then she was uh, uh, she was in that movie as... um. Josh Brolin's wife. I'm like, oh, look, Allison Pill, how fun. Yeah, and Wayne Knight was in, was in there, too. I wasn't wondering about him, though. I thought he retired. <laughs> uh, anyways. I should give Hail Caesar another, another I love watch. that movie. Uh, Widows has the actual heist of Widows. Like, I'm trying to be vague. It has one of the, it's probably one of the best, most grounded heists I've ever seen in a movie. It's awesome. Great performances. Colin Farrell has a pretty okay Chicago accent, but his Irish slips in just occasionally. Mm. The movie takes place in Chicago, which is nice. Filmed in Chicago, you can tell. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, what, what else? Was, was there stuff? There's a, um, there's a scene in the movie that I thought was really, really effectively shocking that really kind of kept me up at night, man, if you will. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but it's filmed very detachedly. It's a flashback that's filmed very detached. Like, I mean, if you've seen the movie, you might know what I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say. Filmed very detached. Like, the camera doesn't move. It's just, like, like mounted on the back of a car, and it just happens so fast. And you're just like, Oh my god! I don't know, but like it was super <laughs> effective. Um, there's also another. There's a couple of really good mounted car cam shots, and then like really long takes. Steve McQueen's fucking great, man. I mean, I loved him in those old action movies, oh, and I'm really happy that he's directing now. You know who I'm talking about? No, I know. It's just funny that his name is Steve McQueen. I'm sure like, he gets that all the time. Where like he could have easily party gone he goes by. to. I'm not. Gonna, why would you change your name? Do people do that all the time? Yeah, but like, you're a names? director, though. You're not. You're an. If you're an actor, yes, but you're a director. It's different. All I'm saying is he's asking for it by what? by going by that name. I bet every party he goes to, he's like, "Oh man, I loved you in The Great Escape," and everybody just wants to kill and you. Rightfully so. A lot of people, what they do is they they. It's like, oh, there's already a. a like a lot of people take their first and their middle name, and yeah. they make that their like Michael Douglas. Yeah. Whose real name was what was his real name? I forget. Uh, no wait, 
I think it was Michael Keaton whose real name was Michael Douglas. Oh, that might have been it. I know Michael Keaton's not his real name. No, wait, because Michael Douglas is related to, to Kirk Douglas. So, yeah. of course. Yeah, Michael Keaton's, that's his fake name. So Gordon Weaver's a fake name. Um, David Bowie's a fake name. Well, David Bowie's David Jones. Yeah, well, it's he, already he, a David right, Jones from, man. Well, from the monkeys. From the monkeys. Yeah. So then he thought, hey, Bowie knives are cool. This will be interesting. And so then he made his name David. And then Nicholas Coppola is like, hey, I like, uh, uh, you know, Luke Cage. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) I wonder if Nick. I I hope Nicholas Cage watches the Luke Cage. Oh, I'm sure he does. But even though it's canceled now. I bet. Also, what was was Vin Diesel's real name? Not Vin Diesel. It's probably Chester. Chester Mc, McFriendly. It's probably Vincent something. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. It's like a real... It's, I can roll the... the His real name is Harrison Ford. Can you believe there are two Vincent D'Onofrios <laughs> in the acting circle? I got to change my name to Vin Diesel. <laughs> His real name is Rudger Howard. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, there can't be two Rudger Howards. That'd be too confusing. too many Rudger Howards in Hollywood. Um... So yeah, boy, Vin Diesel's basically just Fast and Furious or bust nowadays. He had that one Riddick in that Witch Hunter movie and Triple X three and all that stuff. And Groot, and Groot, which does barely counts. I mean, come on, it doesn't really. No. Um, the Iron Giant two. Yeah, just kidding. Uh, I yeah, I, I don't want to. That's one of those movies where I feel it is kind of a sacred sacred cow, as you would say. Uh, I feel Iron Giant should not ever have any kind of sequel or prequel. Because why not? Why? Yeah, why? So anyway, so Widows is the best movie I've seen by year all year by far. Um, not including like movies I'd like Avengers and like movies I'll watch again more. You know, but like oh, sure. it's like the different type of movie. But in terms of like this is a movie that is like a real like hard hitting technical achievement. It's the yeah. best movie I've seen all year. And I mean, like I haven't seen Roma and stuff. Everyone says is is great, but. But gosh damn, this is the first movie since like Phantom Thread, which is like without what a movie. Hoo ah. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I plan on seeing Widows. Uh, hopefully, I'll still be in theaters for the next couple weeks. Mm. You know, I, I, there was like a part like it's that whole movie like started up super great. It was like, oh man, this movie's like a five out of four stars. And then in the middle of the movie, something happens, and I'll be vague. And then it's like this movie's like a fucking six out of four stars. <laughs> it's excellent. All right. Well, cool. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, the trailers impressed me. I, I you know, so and it's coming out at a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is it though? Because now we got like this weekend, we got Creed two coming out, or uh, the last weekend. Uh, what else is coming? They got Creed two. Creed two's out now. Uh, it comes out. Well, I mean, like this is we're recording this oh, before Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, that's but it right. It comes out. Wednesday, the, the the day that the last episode came out. I'll I'll be honest, dude. I'm calling it right now. Creed two, is is. My prediction is Creed 2 is probably not going to be nearly as good as the first movie. Uh, like Rocky 1 or Creed 1? What? By the, by the first, you mean the first Creed? By the fir- Yeah, first Creed movie. Uh, I mean, is, the is reviews be- are in, so. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's not as good as the first Creed, but still oh, good. Okay. It's like Rocky 2 to Rocky 1, you know? Yeah. They say. Uh, you got Wreck-It Ralph 2, which I've already recommended. Oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph recommended. That's getting... S- Flab, flab, fabulous reviews. I'm sure it is. It's got like a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I mean, hey, that's 
you know, it looks good. You got Roma coming out, The Favorite, that new director of The Lobster, whose name I forget. Oh, yeah. One of his weird movies, which I really want to see because it looks really both funny and really yeah, weird. Yeah, that, that does look good, yeah. I have to see that and The Killing of the Sacred Deer and The Lobster and that guy's weird shit. <laughs> I always like, ooh, mark that down to watch later and then, you know, on Amazon and skip it. Um, I was like in Roma. I think I already said like three times. And what was what was, was, was like one more thing like's coming out like the next few weeks. Something with uh, the Queen or the Queen. There's Queens. Favorite, the favorite, wasn't that one? No, no, no. no. I'm talking oh, about oh, the uh, Mary Queen of Scots movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Has Saoirse Ronan in it? Saoirse Ronan and Margot and Robbie. Margot Robbie, are. both great actresses. Yeah. Um. I mean, then you got Aqua My Man and like this Christmas and Mary Poppins, and then the remake of Deadpool two. Skip. I don't need to see Deadpool two again. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking like I would like to see a PG thirteen Deadpool two, but then I was like, but I also hated like everything about Deadpool two. Right. Like, like the action was boring and everything. But I'll see it maybe on rent it just to see how the editing is because it's an interesting editing exercise. Uh huh. Um, but yeah. I mean, as it is, Deadpool 2 was like a pretty soft R, I thought. I don't know. It was a pretty standard R. I mean, I, I don't even... I, it was violent, and they got all the... You got a good use of the swear meter I suppose so. I mean, the first one was much more of an R movie than the second one was. Uh, That's all I'm saying. It depends. Saying. The first movie felt like it wasn't just trying too hard. All right. It's like, it wasn't just like being like, R movie with stuff, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I there's like a few more I think. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are the big ones, though. I, that's and that's a pretty. St- uh, well, there's like Grinch. This is already out. I'm thinking of things that are coming out. Oh, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Holmes. Holmes? Oh, Holmes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. All oh, right, that is coming out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's some others, but I, I think you named the big ones. What was that? I feel like there's one more that was like, ooh. Oh, well. It's too late. Yeah. Well, Alex, I think it's time for our big announcement. Oh, right. What do you think? Sure. Should I take um, it? Our am big do, awkward announcement. Sure. All yeah. right, yeah. So, folks at home, which is, a, I hope you're comfortable listening to this, or at work, or wherever the fuck you are. So Mike and I, I, uh, you know, we're feeling the holiday spirit and we're also <laughs> kind of feeling the holiday uh, fatigue, the grind. And so we're decided we're going to be taking a little hiatus, a little holiday break for the next six weeks or however long it is until however next year. However long it ends up being, yeah. yeah. Just to kind of refresh ourselves. I think uh, we could use a bit. We've been doing, we've been podcasting pretty much nonstop since September of 2016. Right. And even then we had another intermittent show. Since January of that same year. So I think we've deserved a goddamn break, okay? Um, so we're going to be taking a break, a little vacation. It's kind of chilling, reconfiguring ourselves. I've been super busy at work, working on a bunch of secret projects for super secret directors or whatever, and having to work 10, 12-hour days and weekends and all sorts of stuff. And So I, I just need some sleep, man. So that's just me. Uh, and then, um, you know, Mike's just uh, doing his own thing. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know, hey, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a, we'll take a minute to, to take a breath. Yeah. 
and then uh, we'll be back. Yeah, maybe we'll use this break to sort of reinvigorate the format or something, or actually like make the show about something for once. Why don't you send us your suggestions for stuff that yeah. you'd like to see? Yeah, back in the uh, day, the show was about something. Let's make it about something again. I'm I'm down for that. Um, and hey, thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody who's been watching to be uh who has been listening all two of you who's uh who's been uh leaving comments um you know that's that's what makes this so fun and fantastic yeah filmtastic yeah but we will be back and uh you know we hope until then you guys have happy and safe holidays Mm -hmm. i know i'll try to indeed (laughs) Until then, folks, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at the usual places, filmtastedvoyage.com, filmtastedvoyage at gmail.com, Facebook, YouTube, etc. We're on Letterboxd, I'm Batman Crothers. And Mr. Kerosene. So yeah, let us know what you, uh, if you've got any suggestions for stuff. Uh, otherwise, we'll be gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the meantime, hey, you can listen to all our back catalog. It's all on the Let Me Listen podcast network, which is on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. And of course, you're... You know, we, we have our back catalog on YouTube here to watch. Leave some reviews. Leave some comments. Tell your friends about us. Uh, maybe tell your friends in January about us. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're feeling, <laughs> if you're feeling the, like, oh, man, I'm already feeling that filmtastic void. void uh, that filmtastic void. We got 115 episodes for you to listen to. That's right. So that's like 115 plus hours of content, probably that's more insane. due to the, the runoff. That's more than a, more than... Yeah, that's a lot. That's like a couple of days. More than that. Just like a whole week. All right, everybody. Have a good night. So long, folks. And just because, good night and good luck. Cutting you off.